Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Tatsu Fushimi. And I'm Jeff Miller. All right, back at it. What are we talking about today, Hefe? Resentment. Ooh. I know. Ooh. The longer four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> Resentment. All right. What's the first thing that pops in your mind? Uh an icky place. Uh, ego. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I can't say that I'm very resentful of anything, at least having a strong hold on me. Um, but I'm, I have a, I have a feeling that there's still some resentment with regard to, um, and we're going to go, we're going to drop in right here real deep, real quick, Jeff. All right. There's this, and I think this is kind of what helped propel me into this direction of like coaching and, and personal development, personal growth is this, I felt like I felt duped. <clears throat> like I was shown a, a way that wasn't aligned with who I was. And I resent that because I, I wish that I had been shown a different way, a different possibility for my life, not the traditional go to school, get a job, collect your pension, that. Like I felt, because I, I think growing up, man, I felt something deep inside that there's more to life than what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing. And now that I'm starting to break out of that, um, it's like looking back, I'm like, okay, that's where the frustration was coming from. Like, I just, it was confusing to me what was going on inside of me versus what was going on outside of me, right? So I think the initial was to resent my parents because they should have known better. They should have known the other way. They should have guided me in the way that best supported me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think I felt that before. and. There's, there's still maybe some some of that still left in there, but like consciously, like I don't blame them at all. Like they are who they are and they knew what they knew and they didn't know what they didn't know. And it's all good. But I think that's still that's still a little bit of a pain point inside of me, like deep down. Like what if like I had some kind of like guidance, you know, whether it's a mentor or one of my parents or family member, whoever who said, Hey man, like I could see so much potential in you and I can show you a different way. If you want to, if you want to, if you choose to show, you know, to be seen a different way. Right. Um, but that never happened to me. And then that was the, the old victim mode. What was me? But I think there's still like a residue of that inside of me, you know, which drives, which is partially what's driving me towards this direction of, um, you know, helping and supporting other people reaching their highest potential because um, 
I feel like I'm kind of, I've gotten a late start in a sense in that way, you know? So. Yeah. That, that was going to ask you, like, I think resentment has like a bad rap. Yeah, it does. And at least in my mind, it does. Well, yeah. Cause it sounded like in the beginning you were like, you know, kind of feeling bad about it. And like that led to like a victim mentality, but then kind of as you evolved, you used it as motivation mm -hmm. further and speed up your cause. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where do you think resentment plays in one's life in creating that cause and that pull? Like if there was no resentment, would there be the same cause or would that cause be as strong? That's a good question. I think... I mean, you've heard that that phrase, pain pushes until vision pulls before. And I feel like the pain part is not sustainable. <clears throat> to be pushed by pain isn't sustainable for me personally. For other people, it it's, could be different. But it's just like exhausting for me to be driven by pain and fear and what, you know, that type of energy. So at some point, and I think this is like shortly before my coaching experience uh, through the program, the training program, it was more like, okay, so what, what way do I want to live life? You know, I don't want to live being, being pushed by pain. I want, I want to be inspired. You know, I want to be pulled forward. And I think that required me to shift different perspectives on things. So that's what, that's what happened with me. But I think there's a, there's a, there's a point where there has to be some healing that's done enough healing where the pain isn't overtaking. It, it wasn't overtaking me. It wasn't controlling me. Mm. You know? And I think that happened, you know, somewhere between 2009 and 2017 that enough, enough, of, enough of that pain was healed, I guess, to, to be able to shift those perspectives. Mm. Um, so kind of backtracking. What about you, man? Like what comes up when, when you hear resentment? Man, um, like I think like I naturally subscribe to forgive but never forget like i still mm -hmm. remember like first girlfriend that dumped me mm -hmm. uh first person i ever lost a tennis match to first teacher who said i wouldn't be anything like i remember their names i remember their faces i remember what they're wearing so like all of that is still like tattooed in my brain um and i can still like like people that I used to be in business partnership with that I'm not, like I still remember their names are still written down in certain books. Like I, I kind of use that as an access point sometimes um, to either like get me out of a lull or give me a little spark of motivation, not from a victim-y place, more like uh, your usual unleaded's not working. So you got to put something in it that's going to wake you up a little bit. Um, so I think that, you know, it's kind of like what I can gain from those resentment feelings later. Um, 
I'm a big like I don't I don't think my life looks the way it does without pain. Yeah, I yeah. know like for not everyone maybe needs a pain point. I certainly do. Um, every time there's been a big struggle, big pain point, there's been huge breakthroughs on the other side. I don't know if I would have had those breakthroughs or at least had them that quickly without a pain point. And yes, you, you know, you can't always need the pain and the resentment to fuel you. But I do think when used intentionally, it does have a purpose. Uh, like I'm still more motivated by consequences than rewards. That's just how my brain is wired. If I want a reward, I'll just get it on a Tuesday and be done with it. Like I'm not waiting for rewarding myself, but I will wait for the consequence and I will play that, that game. Um, so for me, like, it's an access point to my power, ironically enough. Um, mm. But similar to you, like you can't, I can't like go to the well all the time um, because it does have negative consequences of kind of head down, you know, mowing people over on the way to getting what I want. Mm. Um, but yeah, resentment for me is like, boom, brings me back to this place, that time, that feeling right away um i don't have to like set any music light any candles like it's ingrained um so i don't know if it's good or bad i think it simply is for me but um it is a trip when i i can get, like stumble into that place through my kids you know like we were talking before we press record about my daughter like regulated to right field and I remember that was the starting point of me not liking baseball. Mm. You know, hey, you're good at this, you're not good at that, you're gonna stay in my field. Mm. So I can kind of see it. So mm. now I'm, you know, I'm able to like guide her a little bit and, you know, try and have her look at the positives there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's eerie to see like similarities, right? Um, through my kids that started that initial memories that built some resentment towards coaches or authority figures or parents um, mm. through that lens. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I remember mm. that. And I remember that same reaction. You must be related to me. Um, but I do think, it, you know, those are some building blocks to build your character. And how you choose to react to those makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Res the word resentment to me has a sense of like holding on to some past memory or some past experience. And for some reason, not able to let go. Therefore, there's still some resentment, re residue of resentment lingering yeah um and you and i we're in the we're in the business of the past doesn't really matter it's all about like now and what we want to create in the future right yeah so it's like resentment is definitely 
to me, it, it's like a hindrance to moving forward, m- making big progress in the future. If it's something that's, if it, unless it's shifted into a, an empowering um, relationship, right? Then it wouldn't be called resentment. We wouldn't be calling it resentment, right? Yeah. So many distractions these days, it may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. Check out Winning Habits by Jeff Miller. A former tennis pro and top tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on amazon.com. As long as we call it resentment, there's it, there is this negative connotation, like you said earlier. And attaching to something that's negative in the past is not going to allow us to keep moving forward, make big progress forward, um, until we call it something else. Well, yeah, you, you brought up a good point. Like I just looked up the definition while you were talking for resentment, and it's a negative emotional reaction to being mistreated. Mm. So again, there's a million definitions. So right. the first one on the Google hit. Um, there's probably other ones, but in the definition, it's calling it a negative emotional reaction to be mistreated almost to your victimhood example, where I don't, I don't think I held it to like a negative emotional reaction. It was more like a strong emotional reaction, but I think, yeah, if you leave it there and maybe in the traditional sense, like. Yeah, that's probably not gonna. It's probably gonna hold you back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's what, like, what's the purpose of that, right? Because again, if you're, you know, being mistreated by someone, I mean, it happens to all of us, right? So, like, what can we learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. What do we play a role in that, right? I'm sure I played a role in all of those things, mm-hmm. um, and learning. All right, what would we do differently? How would we show up? What would we be with? What would we not for next time? You know, mm-hmm. like I don't really hold any resentment towards any person, but there are things that I still hold strongly that shaped strong opinions. And I think that probably stems from some negative emotions, mm-hmm. right? That created the feelings and the opinions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't know, like my parents weren't divorced, but let's just say I, my parents were divorced and there were some negative emotions along with that, as one would understand. But maybe that springboarded someone like our friend Remy Wallace. Shout out to Remy if you're listening, who's so committed to his marriage because mm-hmm. you know, his family has had divorces. Right. So he took that negative experience, that negative emotion, and he springboarded it to something positive, some, you know, really mission that he believed in with marriage. But there's still those negative emotions from when he was a kid. Those don't go anywhere. But I think how he looks at them, he might be a little bit more, uh, hey, that was part of the process. That's what got me here. A little more appreciative of those experiences now than he was maybe as a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and and mistreatment mistreatment is all subjective too 100 right yeah so it's like even in my family for example right my dad old school japanese dude um it's not it's not common to praise your kids especially in front of strangers it's always like it's always considered the norm and culturally accepted to put put your kids down in front of other people oh he's dumb he sucks and when when other people are like you know talking you up right oh your son's so great he's like no nah, nah you know he's not he's not <laughs> like it it happens all the time and this that's how we grew up too right and it, with the example of like sports um, there was a year when my brother and I played on the same little league team and my dad would be yelling at us both the same way. Like if I hit like a little dribbler, you know, and that's all I got that day or whatever. Right. And I got out. Um, he like, yeah, you suck. Or like kind of in a joking way. Right. Um, that's just the way he is. And I would, I would be like, yeah, whatever, you know, like whatever, man. Like I, I know that I'm better than that too. You know, so I'll just do better next time. My brother would just take it the completely different way. Like he'd take it personally. Right. We grew up in the same household, same dad, but he took it a completely different way. Right. So there's resentment building up within him and it still shows. Mm. Shout out to my brother, Coon. Cooney, if you're listening. <laughs> Don't, take Don't, Don't take Don't it personally. Don't take it personally, Cooney. <laughs> Don't take it personally. You know what's up. Um, until this day, they still butt heads. Oftentimes, there's just like this energy that's that that goes on. And with me, it's like, oh, whatever. Like, it, you know, it's not there. So the story that he told himself, and the story that I told myself, you know, being treated a certain way, it was consistent. Um, but I just a different story, right? And like to the example that you mentioned with Remy, he eventually told a different story too, right? But it had to be a choice, uh, a conscious choice to do that, right? Yeah, and, and even in that definition, right? Like negative emotions, that's also alluding that negative is bad. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if all emotions are simply emotions, then negative emotions can't necessarily be bad and positive can't necessarily be good. We have no idea, right? They're just emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a slippery slope that all this falls inside of, right? Um, you know, I don't know if we can have, you know, glorious super amazing life altering moments without some crushing heart wrenching moments. I don't know if, if without them coexisting, we can appreciate them together. Mm -hmm. So right. I, I think the negative emotions exist so I can feel the whole spectrum of them mm -hmm. and be with them. Like it's not negative is bad. I mean, I spent most of my life sad, mad, angry, frustrated, bad. Mm -hmm. Ignore them, step over them. <laughs> I'll talk about them. 
just break rackets, it's a lot quicker and easier. <laughs> you still need to do a anger release session, man, somewhere. Yeah. Some junkyard, start bashing stuff. Hey, go to the, <laughs> the, uh, those rage rooms, man. Rage rooms. Yeah. Um, but again, like even that, right? Like it's like resentment, anger, frustration, like kind of gets a bad rap because we, you know, a lot of us relate to that as like the negative anger that we've seen or, or that hasn't been expressed responsibly. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of like, whoa, 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 don't do that. Or that's scary. Or, you know, and, and I think the same thing goes with resentment. Like, mm -hmm. can we let people go through the resentment process? Can we let them examine what had them be resentful and to your point, like it's kind of subjective, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like all of us kids probably wanted some parents that supported us more or whatever, if that was our upbringing, mm -hmm. but you didn't take it personally and you know, you're fine. So I think like this allowance of negative emotions of resentment, and then like, what do we do with it? Mm -hmm. I think similar to what we do on a day to day with coaching, it's like, okay, there's awareness, there's aha moments, there's, you know, contextual breakthroughs. Awesome. That's great. But how is that going to move us forward? Is the thing. And I'm curious, like for you, like, how have you leveraged resentment to shape the man you are today? consciously or subconsciously. Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than Listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And a little reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. what I've had to do is change my underlying belief of there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Like the way I want it to go is the right way. And if it doesn't go that way, it's the wrong way. Right. I had to change that to whatever happens. It is what it is. It just is. And how am I going to learn and grow from it? Like it's there for me to learn and grow for. So it's happening for me. Like that was a fundament, a huge fundamental change in belief system that I needed to, to do. Otherwise it's too crazy for me to go around judging what's right and what's wrong, what's good and bad. Cause some of the things that I consider as bad isn't, is going to bring me down. Other things that I consider a judge as good is going to take, bring me up. And I'm like, what if my, my filter system is off? I'm missing out on so much growth and gold, you know? So I'm like, what is consistent? Okay. Everything is in service of my growth. Everything, no matter how much pain, how much, you know, suffering I, I experienced through it. Mm -hmm. I have to see it that way. Otherwise it's just too inconsistent. Um, and it's still, you know, it's still a work in progress. But that was a major foundational belief that I didn't have before. I 
you know before it was just like there's a good way and there's a bad way there's a right way and there's a wrong way like the the human morally the moral judgment of things right that's how i was raised my parents just live a good life what does that mean okay don't burden other people right don't steal don't lie don't cheat right okay that's good if i do that then there's something really wrong with me or i'm bad or you know i should be punished right like that threw me into that into the into the the former mindset that there is one right way one good one good way and if if i don't adhere to that then you know i'm not worthy and so for most of my life living with that framework i was judging other people too and when i'm judging other people that creates more more resentment because if they don't if they don't reciprocate you know my love or my my loyalty or anything like that and it's like okay then now that's building more resentment again you know and that that was a big one to to have to overcome is that judgmental side of me and understanding that okay i respect my parents for living a certain way and they have great relationships with people they have you know um a good reputation and all that and i want to mirror that as much as i can but there's something fundamentally off um from what their their, their whole viewpoint of the world that wasn't aligned with who i am you know mm. but it took a long time man yeah to start shifting that yeah how about you yeah i mean that that's definitely a big one i mean i think in certain contexts that's still something i think we all struggle with right identifying that there are other possibilities besides the the right way or the wrong way in our minds mm -hmm. and i think like inherently judgments aren't bad you know judgments protect us every single day judgments protect our families uh judgments are healthy i think when we un when we don't question the judgments is when it gets a little tricky, right? Like, yep. are we are we intentionally using those and not probing those, right? Um, I think for me, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, I love people, and then I don't love them at all. So like, uh, my my nature is to love people and, I, and i'm a people person and i and I, I genuinely think that people are great but when resentment kicks in or anger or frustration my default is to be like this is why people are stupid <laughs> and ultimately like that's you know that's all about me right because mm -hmm. those, those those people who judge others judge, judge themselves more so I think, you know, that's the thing that I, you know, I have to be careful of and, and, and I've been trying to leverage for years is negative emotions, resentment are okay up to a certain point and don't let that close you off to other humans and your potential and other people's potential. Um, you can use it as a jump start. You can use it as short-term motivation. You can use it as um, to light a fire. But otherwise, you know, you can't build your house on all those bricks. Eventually, that that's not a foundation that's worth having. It'll crumble. So, 
you know, I think using that to not collect evidence for old stories and, and paradigms, right? Um, that's kind of the thing that I've noticed where it's like, all right, didn't go that way or that relationship didn't go that way or whatever. What'd you learn and what can you use moving forward? Um, and as long as it has a grounded and positive approach, I think that that's all good. When it becomes too reactionary, too judgmental, too negative, then that's probably more of like an automatic thing. Then I'll need to, you know, go, go clear my head and, and go reset on myself. And that's usually those are warning signs to do so, right? It's like, huh, why am I a little edgy? You know, ah, uh, this, this, this happened. Got it. And making it mean X, Y, Z. And like, okay, got it. So I think, you know, for me, it's like in a healthy way, leveraging anything that could build resentment into something positive and empowering for me and other people. Mm. Mm. Nice. You know, and, and that's, that's a very deeply sensitive place. I think for everyone, it's, it sounds like at the core is, is like fear of rejection, right? If you're feeling, if you're negative emotions created by being mistreated, sure. to paraphrase that definition, right? Being mistreated, being, meaning not being accepted, not being um, fully seen and heard. Right, i.e., rejected. Right, yeah. i.e., I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, i.e., the love that I was searching outside of myself wasn't reciprocated. I don't deserve it. Right. So there's that that hole that we generally, as humans, may have within ourselves that we're we're seeking outside of ourselves to go and fill that hole for us. Right. And then if we don't get it when we want, then we get some resentment and maybe some pushback when we start judging right so it's like understanding that and it it's probably very complicated to understand as a kid mm -hmm. but as adults now we have the capacity to do that understanding that it's like cultivating that that self-love within ourselves where we're not reliant on like the the validation from other people or the titles or the material things or any of that, but from a grounded place, like you were saying, right? That's a tricky thing, I think, um, because we're not we're not taught that, man. No, 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 not at all. And uh, and you know, it's everyone's journey at their own pace, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Well, you know, the folks listening. What would you suggest is one thing they can practice in service of their resentment to move forward with it? I'd say kind of touching on something you mentioned, um, owning, owning the resentment, owning and being open about the feelings, the emotions that come up without judging them, mm. like fully accepting them. Yes, I am resentful for, you know, about my dad or my mom or my sister or this friend or this teacher or whatever. I, I, I do hold resentment. And this is what it feels like. This is what's coming up. And allow that to, to bubble up as 
as far as you feel comfortable mm. feeling it. And wherever that edge is, you can stop at that edge. But without owning it and accepting it, we keep it pushed down and it's just going to bubble up. It's going to stay there, brew. It's going to brew. And, and just, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay stuck. So owning it with your mind, allowing your body to feel it in a safe space, um, I think is, is one of the first steps to dealing with uh, resentment. Nice. I think a really fun exercise is to write down all the things you're holding resentment on. Mm. People, experiences, places, write them all down. And then light that mess on fire mm. safely. <laughs> throw it in a fire pit, throw it in a fireplace, um, you know, like ceremonially mm. letting it go into the ether. Mm. Um, and obviously there'll be more work after that, but I think that's a really fun exercise to like get really present to all the things you're resentful for and you're having this energy towards. And then letting it go, man. Mm. Nice. Love it, man. Yes, sir. Cool. All right. Well, that concludes another episode. Um, we could obviously go deeper into that topic, too, and off on different tangents as well. Uh, how can our listeners stay in touch with us where can they find us you can always uh get with us on jeffmillercoaching.com all of the social media platforms with both of our names and uh just google button downs and basketball shorts and you will find us hopefully nothing weird other than us um but we might have to double check that um but yeah please keep sending comments topic ideas we love the engagement and uh yeah man it's been awesome as usual and i look forward to the the next topic likewise brother catch you on the next one man sounds good man thank you for checking out this episode of button downs and basketball shorts and if you got some value today please subscribe and share and we'll see you on the next one